Section twenty two of the Book of a Thousand Nights and a Night, Volume seven. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Jeff Kluckner. The Book of a Thousand Nights and a Night, Volume seven, by Anonymous. Translated by Richard Francis Burton. Section twenty two. When it was the seven hundredth night, she said, it hath reached me, O auspicious king, that when the handmaid went down and said to the porter, Suffer yonder religious enter to my lady, so haply she may get a blessing of her, and we too may be blessed, one and all. The gatekeeper went up to Delilah and kissed her hand, but she forbade him, saying, Away from me, lest my ablution be made null and void. Thou also art of the attracted god-wards, and kindly looked upon by Allah's saints, and under his especial guardianship. May he deliver thee from this servitude, O Abu Ali. Now the emir owed three months' wage to the porter, who was straitened thereby, but knew not how to recover his due from his lord. So he said to the old woman, O my mother, give me to drink from thy pitcher, so I may win a blessing through thee. She took the ewer from her shoulder, and whirled it about in air, so that the plug flew out of its mouth, and the three dinars fell to the ground. The porter saw them and picked them up, saying in his mind, Glory to God! This old woman is one of the saints that have hordes at their command. It hath been revealed to her of me that I am in want of money for daily expenses, so she hath conjured me these three dinars out of the air. Then said he to her, Take, O my aunt, these three dinars which fell from thy pitcher. And she replied, Away with them from me! I am of the folk who occupy not themselves with the things of the world, no never. Take them and use them for thine own benefit, in lieu of those the emir oweth thee. Quoth he, Thanks to Allah for succor. This is of the chapter of revelation. Thereupon the maid accosted her, and kissing her hand, carried her up to her mistress. She found the lady as she were a treasure, whose guardian talisman had been loosed, and Khatun bade her welcome and kissed her hand. Quoth she, O my daughter, I come not to thee save for thy weal and by Allah's will. Then Khatun set food before her, but she said, O my daughter, I eat not except of the food of paradise, and I keep continual fast, breaking it but five days in the year. But, O my child, I see thee chagrined, and desire that thou tell me the cause of thy concern. O my mother, replied Khatun, I made my husband swear, on my wedding night, that he would wive none but me, and he saw others with children, and longed for them, and said to me, Thou art a barren thing. I answered, Thou art a mule which begetteth not. So he left me in anger, saying, When I come back from my journey, I will take another wife, for he hath villages and lands and large allowances, and if he begat children by another, they will possess the money and take the estates from me. Said Dalilah, O my daughter, knowest thou not of my master, the Shaykh Abu al-Hamlahat, whom if any debtor visit, Allah quitteth him his debt, and if a barren woman, she conceiveth. Khatun replied, O my mother, since the day of my wedding I have not gone forth the house, no, not even to pay visits of condolence or congratulation. The old woman rejoined, O my child, I will carry thee to him, and do thou cast thy burden on him, and make a vow to him. Happily when thy husband shall return from his journey, and lie with thee, thou shalt conceive by him, and bear a girl or a boy. But, be it female or male, it shall be a dervish of the Shaykh Abul al-Hamlahat. 
Thereupon Katun rose and arrayed herself in her richest raiment, and donning all her jewellery, said, Keep thou an eye on the house, to her maid, who replied, I hear and obey, O my lady. Then she went down, and the porter Abu Ali met her and asked her, Whither away, O my lady? I go to visit the Shaykh Abu al-Hamlahat, answered she, and he, Be a year's fast incumbent on me. Verily yon religious is of Allah's saints, and full of holiness, O my lady, and she hath hidden treasure at her command, for she gave me three dinars of red gold, and divined my case, without my asking her, and knew that I was in want. Then the old woman went out with the young lady Katun, saying to her, Inshallah, O my daughter, when thou hast visited the Shaykh Abu al-Hamlahat, there shall betide thee solace of soul, and by leave of Almighty Allah thou shalt conceive, and thy husband the Emir shall love thee by the blessing of the Shaykh, and shall never again let thee hear a despiteful word. Quoth Katun, I will go with thee to visit him, O my mother. But Delilah said to herself, Where shall I strip her and take her clothes and jewelry, with the folk coming and going? Then she said to her, O my daughter, walk thou behind me, within sight of me, for this thy mother is a woman sorely burdened. Every one who hath a burden casteth it on me, and all who have pious offerings to make, give them to me, and kiss my hand. So the young lady followed her at a distance, whilst her anklets tinkled and her hair coins clinked as she went, till they reached the bazaar of the merchants. Presently they came to the shop of a young merchant, by name Sidi Hassan, who was very handsome and had no hair on his face. He saw the lady approaching, and fell to casting stolen glances at her, which, when the old woman saw, she beckoned to her, and said, Sit down in this shop, till I return to thee. Katun obeyed her, and sat down in the shop-front of the young merchant, who cast at her one glance of eyes that cost him a thousand sighs. Then the old woman accosted him, and saluted him, saying, Tell me, is not thy name Sidi Hassan, son of the merchant Mosin? He replied, Yes, who told thee my name? Quoth she, Folk of good repute direct me to thee. Know that this young lady is my daughter, and her father was a merchant who died and left her much money. She is come of marriageable age, and the wise say, Offer thy daughter in marriage, and not thy son. And all her life she hath not come forth the house till this day. Now a divine warning and a command given in secret, Bid me wed her to thee. So, if thou art poor, I will give thee capital, and will open for thee instead of one shop, two shops. Thereupon quoth the young merchant to himself, I asked Allah for a bride, and he hath given me three things, to wit, coin, clothing, and cunt. Then he continued to the old trot, O my mother, that whereto thou directest me is well, but this long while my mother saith to me, I wish to marry thee, but I object, replying, I will not marry except on the sight of my own eyes. Said Delilah, Rise and follow my steps, and I will show her to thee, naked. So he rose and took a thousand dinars, saying in himself, Haply we may need to buy somewhat. And Shahrazad perceived the dawn of day, and ceased saying her permitted say. When it was the seven hundred and first night, she continued, It hath reached me, O auspicious king, that the old woman said to Hassan, son of Mosin the merchant, Rise up and follow me, and I will show her naked to thee. So he rose, and took with him a thousand dinars, saying in himself, Haply we may need to buy somewhat, or pay the fees for drawing up the marriage contract. The old woman bade him walk behind the young lady at a distance, but within shot of sight, and said to herself, 
where wilt thou carry the young lady and the merchant that thou mayest strip them both whilst his shop is still shut then she walked on and katun after her followed by the young merchant till she came to a diary kept by a master dyer by name haj mohammed a man of ill repute like the colocasia seller's knife cutting male and female and loving to eat both figs and pomegranates he heard the tinkle of the ankle rings and raising his head saw the lady on the young man presently the old woman came up to him and after salaaming to him and sitting down opposite him asked him art thou not haj mohammed the dyer he answered yes i am he what dost thou want quoth she verily folks of fair repute have directed me to thee look at yonder handsome girl my daughter and that comely beardless youth my son i brought them both up and spent much money on both of them now thou must know that i have a big old ruinous house which i have shored up with wood and the builder saith to me go and live in some other place lest belike it fall upon thee and when this is repaired return hither so i went forth to seek me a lodging and people of worth directed me to thee and i wish to lodge my son and daughter with thee quoth the dyer in his mind verily here is fresh butter upon cake come to thee but he said to the old woman tis true i have a house and saloon and upper floor but i cannot spare any part thereof for i want it all for guests and for the indigo growers my clients she replied o my son twill be only for a month or two at the most till our house be repaired and we are strange folk let the guest-chamber be shared between us and thee and by thy life o my son and thou desire that thy guests be ours we will welcome them and eat with them and sleep with them then he gave her the keys one big and one small and one crooked saying to her the big key is that of the house the crooked one that of the saloon and the little one that of the upper floor so dalilah took the keys and fared on followed by the lady who forewent the young merchant till she came to the lane wherein was the house she opened the door and entered introducing the damsel to whom said she o oh, my daughter this pointing to the saloon is the lodging of the shaykh abul al hamlahat but go thou into the upper floor and loose thy outer veil and wait till i come to thee so she went up and sat down presently appeared the young merchant whom delilah carried into the saloon saying sit down whilst i fetch my daughter and show her to thee so he sat down and the old trot went up to katun who said to her i wish to visit the shaykh before the folk come replied the beldame o my daughter we fear for thee asked katun why so and delilah answered because here is a son of mine a natural who knoweth not summer from winter but goeth ever naked he is the shaykh's deputy and if he saw a girl like thee come to visit his chief he would snatch her earrings and tear her ears and rend her silken robes so do thou doff thy jewellery and clothes and i will keep them for thee till thou hast made thy pious visitation accordingly the damsel did off her outer dress and jewels and gave them to the old woman who said i will lay them for thee on the shaykh's curtain that a blessing may betide thee then she went out leaving the lady in her shift and petticoat trousers and hid the clothes and jewels in a place on the staircase after which she betook herself to the young merchant whom she found impatiently awaiting the girl and he cried where is thy daughter that i may see her but she smote palm on breast and he said what aileth thee quoth she would there were no such thing as the ill neighbor and the envious they saw thee enter the house with me and asked me of thee and i said this is a bridegroom i have found for my daughter so they envied me on thine account and said to my girl 
Is thy mother tired of keeping thee, that she marrieth thee to a leper? Thereupon I swore to her that she should not see thee save naked. Quoth he, I take refuge with Allah from the envious, and bearing his forearm, showed her that it was like silver. Said she, Have no fear, thou shalt see her naked, even as she shall see thee naked. And he said, Let her come and look at me. Then he put off his pelisse and sables, and his girdle and dagger, and the rest of his raiment, except his shirt and bag-trousers, and would have laid the purse of a thousand dinars with them. But Delilah cried, Give them to me, that I may take care of them. So she took them, and fetching the girl's clothes and jewellery, shouldered the whole, and locking the door upon them, went her ways. And Shahrazad perceived the dawn of day, and ceased to say her permitted say. When it was the seven hundred and second night, she pursued, It hath reached me, O auspicious king, that when the old woman had taken the property of the young merchant and the damsel and wended her ways, having locked the door upon them, she deposited her spoils with a druggist of her acquaintance, and returned to the dyer, whom she found sitting, awaiting her. Quoth he, Inshallah, the house pleaseth thee? And quoth she, There is a blessing in it, and I go now to fetch porters to carry hither our goods and furniture. But my children would have me bring them a panade with meat, so do thou take this dinar, and buy the dish, and go and eat the morning meal with them. Asked the dyer, Who shall guard the diary, meanwhile, and the people's goods that be therein? And the old woman answered, Thy lad. So be it, rejoined he, and taking a dish and cover, went out to do her bidding. So far concerning the dyer, who will again be mentioned in the tale, but as regards the old woman, she fetched the clothes and jewels she had left with the druggist, and going back to the diary, said to the lad, Run after thy master, and I will not stir hence till you both return. To hear is to obey, answered he, and went away, while she began to collect all the customer's goods. Presently there came up an ass-driver, a scavenger, who had been out of work for a week, and who was a hashish-eater to boot, and she called him, saying, Hither, O donkey-boy! So he came to her, and she asked, Knowest thou my son, the dyer? Whereto he answered, Yes, I know him. Then she said, the poor fellow is insolvent and loaded with debts, and as often as he is put in prison, I set him free. Now we wish to see him declared bankrupt, and I am going to return the goods to their owners, so do thou lend me thine ass to carry the load, and receive this dinar to its hire. When I am gone, take the handsaw and empty out the vats and jars and break them, so that if there come an officer from the Kazi's court, he may find nothing in the diary. Quoth he, I owe the Hajj a kindness, and will do something for Allah's love. So she laid the things on the ass, and, the protector protecting her, made for her own house, so that she arrived there in safety, and went in to her daughter Zainab, who said to her, O my mother, my heart hath been with thee. What hast thou done by way of roguery? Delilah replied, I have played off four tricks on four whites, the wife of the sergeant usher, a young merchant, a dyer, and an ass-driver, and have brought thee all their spoil on the donkey-boy's beast. Cried Zainab, O oh, my mother, thou wilt never more be able to go about the town, for fear of the sergeant usher, whose wife's raiment and jewellery thou hast taken, and the merchant whom thou hast stripped naked, and the dyer whose customer's goods thou hast stolen, and the owner of the ass. Rejoined the old woman, Pooh, my girl, I reck not of them, save the donkey-boy who knoweth me. Meanwhile the dyer bought the meat panade and set out for the house, followed by his servant with the food on head. On his way thither he passed his shop, where he found the donkey-boy breaking the vats and jars, and saw that there was neither stuff nor liquor left in them, and that the diary was in ruins. So he said to him, 
hold thy hand o ass driver and the donkey boy desisted and cried praise be allah for thy safety o master verily my heart was with thee why so thou art become bankrupt and they have filed a docket of thy insolvency who told thee this thy mother told me and bade me break the jars and empty the vats that the kazi's officers might find nothing in the shop if they should come allah confound the far one cried the dyer my mother died long ago and he beat his breast exclaiming alas for the loss of my goods and those of the folk the donkey boy also wept and ejaculated alas for the loss of my ass and he said to the dyer give me back my beast which thy mother stole from me the dyer laid hold of him by the throat and fell to buffeting him saying bring me the old woman while the other buffeted him in return saying give me back my beast so they beat and cursed each other till the folk collected around them and shahrazad perceived the dawn of day and ceased saying her permitted say end of section twenty two recording by jeff kluckner plymouth u k